guys, I'm Mandy B. Anderson, and you're listening to the She Who Overcomes podcast. I'm the chief creative officer, a motivational speaker, and a life and business coach at a company called Rayma Team. I'm also thriving in the face of a life-threatening illness called cystic fibrosis. This weekly podcast is a series of real-life stories and conversations meant to encourage you with hope and more importantly, equip you with action steps to transform your life, your career, and your relationships. So grab your coffee and let's hang out. All right, Overcomers, before we dive into a brand new episode, I want to talk to you about something super important. Have you ever tried to keep up with a gratitude journal, but felt like it was kind of stale? Something that I hear over and over again from brand new clients is that they have a hard time finding five things to be thankful for. And really, this can be a really challenging exercise when you don't already have that attitude of gratitude. So we have made it super simple for you here at Rayma Team. We actually turned what used to be a 30-day journal that you had to purchase, we turned it into a free download. That's right. You don't have to wait for the journal to show up at your door. You can actually go and download it and start using it right now. In fact, our private clients have loved this content so much that they went into the coaching vault and started devouring it before I ever made it part of their homework assignment. So here's how it works, okay? You set a timer for five minutes every day and answer one question a day for 30 days. That's it. I guarantee you're going to find things to be grateful for that you've never thought of before. So you can go get your download instantly at www.raymateam.com forward slash gratitude builder. Again, that's www.raymateam.com forward slash G-R-A-T-I-T-U-D-E-B-U-I-L-D-E-R raymateam.com forward slash gratitude builder. I seriously cannot wait to hear how your outlook improves when you apply this gratitude builder to your life. Seriously, you have to come and tell me, okay? So go get your download right now and let's grab our coffee and dive into a brand new episode of the podcast for this week. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the She Who Overcomes podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because it's one that I've wanted to share with you guys for a while, but scheduling-wise, getting my bestie in here to do it with me has been a little challenging this fall. So today I have my best friend and uh, CEO of our company, Rayma Team, Rachel Perman with me. Hey guys. And we're going to just have a very candid conversation about something called the spoon theory. Mm -hmm. Now, we have to tell you that we did not come up with this. There is actually a woman who came up with this, and we'll share all of that here in a moment. 
But the reason why we wanted to share it with you is because I think that this theory goes in not just for people that are dealing with an invisible illness or anxiety or depression, but I also think it happens when there are transitions in life, mm-hmm. when there are traumas in life that happen, um, even deaths in life, whether it's a death of a dream or a death of an actual person. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good for us to know that this theory exists because it's one way to give ourselves some grace when we just can't even. <laughs> and it's so much nicer to be able to explain the spoon theory to the people that are like, why can't you just even than just explaining, I just can't. Right. You know what I mean? So um, the thing about the spoon theory is it covers anything from chronic illness to a disability that is an invisible Mm-hmm. disability like depression anxiety invisible meaning if you just looked at somebody you wouldn't know mm-hmm. they're dealing with anything like so cystic CF, fibrosis yeah. would be an invisible right. disease right right and so um do you want to go into explaining who this sure. was that that founded this theory so we both have our phones here and we're on our pinterest boards <laughs> because we we have pinned things and Talking about not having enough spoons has been something that we just started saying between us and our other best friend, because turns out we all have things we're dealing with. And right. So uh, technically, it, I think our, our bestie Madison was actually using words like the spoon theory okay. before you and I were, because she's been yes. dealing with um, chronic stuff that I think the spoon theory made sense for yes. her. We had no idea that there was an, a I, better way to explain. Yes. And you two energy. started talking about spoons way before yes. I was even yep. made aware of it. And now I'm just like, why don't we talk about this? <laughs> so um, the spoon theory is a simple way to explain to your friends and family what it's like living with a chronic illness. So people with depression or anxiety often have limited physical, emotional, and mental energy, and it's represented by a spoon, Mm -hmm. is what the spoon theory is all about. Now, it was uh, created by Christine, how did we say her last name goes? Oh gosh, I have to look again. Miserandino? Miserandino. Okay, Christine Miserandino. That's my guess. I'm so sorry if that is not it. We do not have her on the show today, but... Um, you can learn more about it at ButYouDon'tLookSick.com. I and, love that URL. <laughs> yeah, ButYouDon'tLookSick.com. And I've I've heard that the story goes that she one day was having coffee or lunch with a friend, and she just on a whim started explaining to this friend how her energy levels are mm-hmm. using spoons. And like actual spoons. Like yeah. she got like 12 different spoons. Because you guys, it's not like one big spoon full no. of energy. It's like 12, think of it like 12 teaspoons. And you get 12 yep. of them. When you wake up and for people with chronic illness or invisible diseases or going just going through some things, you can use those 12 spoons in a way that somebody who is healthy mm-hmm. um, would not. Like, seems like certain people have a, an unlimited amount of spoons. Right? And then some of us have 12 and that's about it. And some of us are borrowing from days and days past because they don't always regenerate. Like, you don't right. always wake up with 12 every morning. Right. Sometimes and you wake up with way less spoons. And we're going to share that a little bit here from the Pinterest graphics that we've, we're looking at. But I sometimes think that people who are just going through a season where they are overworking themselves can go through this too. Because my husband doesn't have any type of physical or emotional type of things that he's going through. And lately, his work schedule has been so jam-packed that he's needed more sleep on the weekends. Right. Well, energy is energy. So, you know... 
the the thing with the spoon theory is it covers people that have this all the time. Yep. So, you know, when you have a, a beginning date and an end date where it's like, I've been busy at work, there's grief, something like that, you can use the spoon theory to help you get through it. But the main focus is for anybody who's dealing with it all the time. It's also a way for you as somebody who's dealing with, with you know, having to have a limited amount of spoons. It's a way for you to understand that there's not something actually wrong with you. Like right. you can't hope yourself or think yourself into more spoons than mm-hmm. what you have. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things I saw in here too that I thought was really interesting, just kind of like looking up the spoon theory itself, not just, you know, the different graphics that we've pinned and stuff. Um, so I want to just read this real quick. It is from Wikipedia. So I'm not using this as like, you know, this is not a text book document of like, right. you know, whatever. So I'm just telling you what it is. Um, she says spoons are a visual representation used as a unit of measure in order to quantify how much energy a person has throughout the day. Each activity requires a certain number of spoons that will be replaced as the person recharges through rest. A person who runs out of spoons has no choice but to rest until their spoons are replenished. Um, so one of the things that I thought was really, really interesting, I never understood why after taking a shower, I would always be so exhausted. So for me, I don't have a physical disability or an ailment or even anything like what Mandy has when she has CF or she has to take medication. Mine is all part of that invisible thing of what's going on in your head. So it could be depression, anxiety, PTSD. That's where my spoons come from. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have problems with, with my, with IBS and even stuff like that where it's chronic. Mm-hmm. That means you have spoon theory can work for you. And the first time I ever saw this, it was about how many spoons it takes to shower and um, sore joints. Anything that where you're waking up with fatigue, you're waking up with soreness, you're waking up with pain. Mm-hmm. That makes showering twice as hard as it does for anybody else. And so for like one of these breakdowns is, you know, waking up costs one spoon. Showering costs two spoons. So by the time you even get to waking up in a shower, you're three spoons down already. And if you're somebody who's like, I've had to like lay down on my bed after taking a shower, what is that? Probably your spoons. Mm -hmm. Like you probably were either going through some things or you have one of these invisible diseases that the spoon theory covers. Getting dressed um, is two spoons. They don't even have on here like doing your hair. Yeah, mine putting has your makeup on your hair. Yep. It takes away two spoons. Right. Breakfast, then getting to work. Um, and if you're one of those people who by the time you get to like three, four, five o'clock, there are no more spoons left. Mm-hmm. You feel like all of your energy is drained. Sometimes it can be a simple fix. Like you're not eating well or you're not mm-hmm. you're not exercising. But sometimes it can really be explained by this because you've already used up like 10 spoons by the time you get home mm-hmm. from work and you've got two spoons left and you have a household of kids, you have supper to do, you have all of this stuff. It's no surprise that you're feeling exhausted by the time you get into bed. And when you wake up the next morning, you don't get extra spoons. Like if you you don't get it's not like a rollover plan <laughs> where if you didn't use all your spoons the next day, you somehow wake up with 15 right. instead of 12. In fact, if you didn't sleep well that night, <laughs> you get less, you get less, mm-hmm. you wake up with less spoons. Yep. And I think. That's something that I have gone through. Like Mm -hmm. when I, we just recorded our deep dive podcast for our monthly coaching members. And um, we were talking about like one of the things that I didn't do well recently (laughs) was planning how to handle a bunch of speaking engagements in a row, Mm -hmm. plus coaching, plus everything that we're doing here. Right. And 
I didn't handle it well because I didn't realize I didn't factor in uh, whether or not I would have enough energy from from sleeping well or sleeping not well mm-hmm. um, and anything like that. Like traveling takes a lot out of me. And right. so I have learned this is why when we talk when we teach about the art of the pause, like having those rest days for me, I have to have a rest day every single week. And my rest day needs to be, I don't do anything around the house. I don't go anywhere. I literally just let myself veg out and read books or mm-hmm. watch movies or take naps. Well, and I think you're a perfect example of is if you don't use one of those, like if you don't replenish your spoons, mm-hmm. you will get sick. Like yeah. you have ended up in the hospital. Yep. You have ended up doing different things, uh, getting sick mm-hmm. um, when you haven't been scheduling your spoons well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something with um, anybody dealing with whether it's anxiety or depression or PTSD or, you know, something like CF where you have this all the time. You're not going right. to get better from CF. There's seasons where you're better than others. Right. But it's not going away. It's not going away. It's forever going to be there. And I think when you're dealing with stuff like that, you need to know that working with your spoons is going to make your life easier than denying they're even there. Right. And I've had the season where I tried to deny that I had CF. I and that worked out okay <laughs> and in the beginning until it didn't. And then I crashed and burned. And I see people doing this, like trying to push their way through mm-hmm. not having enough spoons. And they keep on pushing their body to do things when they need rest. Right. Even things like chronic fatigue. Right. Like there and it feels like you won't accomplish anything if you stop to rest, which we hear this all oh, the time. We have been yeah. teaching Art of the Pause since I don't know what year, 2014. Long, yeah, long time. Uh, and one of the things in Art of the Pause is learning how to rest. Like the whole point is learning how to deal with stress so you can mm-hmm. live and lead well. And the big thing in there and the thing that I always get the most people in the room going, yeah, but that's not that. going to work, Right, is the rest part of it. And one mm-hmm. thing I have definitely learned is that if I don't, like I have to, I have to Rest. And that could be anything from actually taking a nap mm-hmm. to just unplugging. Lately, it's kind of both where I've had mm-hmm. to unplug once I get home. I have to completely unplug. Mandy was even saying the other day, she's like, I've noticed something's been going on because I don't hear from you yeah. after like three o'clock. And I'm like, well, half the time it's because either I'm napping or like I only have so much energy, especially when the kids are home, mm-hmm. um, to be able to get to that point where they're all sleeping and I can just kind of fall exhausted into bed. And for whatever reason, Texting back is not part of my spoons <laughs> after three o'clock. It is not. <laughs> and so I think I think one of the things that I really wanted to portray or, or really get across in this episode is that, okay, first of all, this is a real thing. Right. Um, it's a great way for you to give yourself grace and explain to your friends and family mm-hmm. and your boss even what's going on. Um, but it's also a way for you to plan better. <laughs> right. Because I really. It's not a crutch. It's like, not. It should be a tool to help you live your life better. Not just to be like, yeah. I have no spoon, so I'm not going to do it. Exactly. And I think too many people fall into that where they fall into that victim mindset of, but I was born with this or I, I have PTSD and I have anxiety and depression and I just can't. Right. And it's just never going to get better. And I try, but it never works. And they go on and on and on in complaining. hmm instead of making this work for them. Right. And that's something that we've gotten really good at is we're we're learning how to make this work for us at all the different levels mm-hmm. we find ourselves at. Because I think 
There was a season where I had to be so strict on this, where every Sunday was my rest day and I did nothing. Right. And there are certain seasons now where I can let up and and let different things in my schedule. Mm -hmm. But there are also times where, you know, I need to pay attention to the time of year it is because there's certain times a year that affect me differently for whatever reasons Mm -hmm. in my past. And so making sure that I schedule my life accordingly Mm -hmm. will either make me successful in the midst of this or it'll burn it all down. Right, right. And honestly, I mean, for your audience and the people who are listening, I'm sure a lot of people are trying to hold down jobs mm-hmm. that that have a spoon theory or they're trying to build businesses. And I know one thing that we've talked about this last year is if anything, we should be able to prove to people that no matter what you're dealing with, no mm-hmm. matter how many spoons you have, you can be successful. Right. You can have the company that you want. You can have the job that you want. Um, there might be seasons where you have to pull back from certain things or seasons where mm-hmm. you have to God forbid, ask for more help. I mean, my goodness, right? hire somebody to help you do this stuff. Um, and there's no shame in that. I think for me, it was empowering mm-hmm. to figure out that, oh, okay, A, first of all, this is a great way to explain to my husband why there are certain days I can bounce out of bed and other days where I'm just like, I'm a zombie person, even though I slept 10 hours last night. Right. Because it, sometimes it has nothing to do with the amount of sleep mm-hmm. that you had, especially if you've been dealing with things for a long time or you're in... Um, maybe a season where your chronic fatigue or your IBS or your anything chronic is flaring, mm-hmm. then you're going to deal with stuff practically on a daily basis, having yep. to figure out how many spoons do I actually have today? What do I need to accomplish? And I think um, whether you're a business owner or you are working a nine to five job or whatever that is, the more you know, the better you can get through that season. Mm-hmm. And this has really helped me too, because there have been times where I'm like, I don't know how to explain this mm-hmm. to my husband or my family. Like I haven't even tried to explain it to my family members sometimes because I, I'm not around them all the time. Right. And that's <coughs> one of the things I've had to come to terms with is talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like you guys, even though I have cystic fibrosis and I'm out doing, you know, I'm out there doing speaking, I'm I'm building this business with my best friend. I'm I'm doing all these things. I'm writing books. I'm on TV, on this podcast, whatever. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that this disease isn't tiring. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you're seeing her highlight reel. Right. You're seeing me showing up on days, many days when I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things I have learned in my own journey of overcoming the victim mindset is how are you going to show up on the days where you feel horrible? Right. Because it's really easy to say, oh, I don't feel good today. I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. But when you get to a certain level in your career, you can't do that anymore. Right. Well, in case of point, even this morning I woke up, I had like probably three spoons this morning when I woke up because over the weekend, I don't know what I ate. I think it was almonds. I don't do well with nuts. My, My tummy does not like nuts. And I wasn't thinking and I put something on my salad and I was sick to the point where it was like, Okay, well, I have certain medication that can help with, you know, the cramping and all of that. But we were kind of watching to see, am I going to end up in the emergency room for pain? Thank God I didn't. But like, I have been exhausted ever since that happened. That was Saturday night. And this morning when I woke up, my husband is not at work today. And he was like, well, can you stay home from work? And I'm like, no, I can't. Because I know even once I get here because of how my spoons work, we're recording this on a Monday. Mondays are a good day for me to be mm-hmm. at work, even if my spoons are low. Mm-hmm. If I can just get to the office, 
I can usually push through and get a lot of things done. If this was a Thursday or a Friday, I would probably not be able to push it through. But because it was a Monday um, and I know kind of what my rhythm is and how my spoons work. And I was like, no, I got to get to the office. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I will put my hair up in a bun. I certainly didn't like wash and dry and put a full face of makeup on because I had to choose my spoons. Um, But I got here. And I got everything done on my to-do list that needed to get done. And I think that's, instead of using it as a crutch, the Mm -hmm. spoon theory has been a way for me to literally explain to my husband, like this morning, that no, I can't just stay home Mm -hmm. and no, it's not that bad that I need to stay in bed. Some days it can get like that, but that's not one of these days. And no, my face just looks angry and I could not tell you why there's not anything specific. I'm just irritated. Um, I haven't thought that you look angry, by the way. Well, that's probably because you're not my husband. They get to see the worst. Yeah. Um, but it's that a way to do. explain to them that there's literally nothing they can fix. Mm-hmm. Like there's this, not a specific something that you can do to make this better other than like, you know, pat my head and give me snacks right. and wrap me up in a blanket. Like, That's what Nate, <laughs> Nate and I had that kind of a day yesterday or by last night because. Yeah, mine started yesterday. Yeah, I kept feeling today. like he was mad at me. Mm. And I would ask him that I, I do that when I'm tired. I think everybody's mad at me. Right. And so I'm like, are you mad at me? I just feel like you're mad at me. <laughs> like I would just walk around and just blurt that out. And then at one point I'm just quietly sitting on the couch and he was making dinner because I had no spoons. And that's mm-hmm. honestly, that's usually how it goes in our household. I am not the cook. Right. I will come up with ideas and plans for leftovers, but Nate's an amazing chef. So I, I let him and um, he, he, looked at me and here I am on the couch, completely quiet, honestly, almost falling asleep. Mm -hmm. And he goes, are you mad at me? (laughs) And I go, why would I be mad at you? And he's like, I don't know, but you're so quiet. And I'm thinking, I am just so tired. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I couldn't even tell you why. Like I had a lot of good sleep, but I think it's just playing catch up because I have this weird thing happening in my life right now where I will, um, fall asleep just fine Mm -hmm. for like three or four hours and then wake up for a couple hours and then fall back to sleep when I'm supposed to be getting up. Right. It's very weird. (laughs) It's very weird and so lovely. All the sarcasm. And I just, because of that, I will have to tweak my plans. You have less spoons because you're not sleeping. Yes. Yes. And so I do have to tweak my plans of, oh, I was going to look awesome today. I'm going to look just presentable. Like I'm just going to throw my hair up and put on bright lips or something because there are days where you literally can't even because mm-hmm. you have no more spoons. Right. And I think I think that's something that um it was really hard for me to get used to the idea of showing up online or in real life out and about in public mm-hmm. without makeup on and without my hair done. Mm-hmm. Um that was a hard lesson for me to learn a decade ago. Now I really don't care. Right. Because <laughs> there are some days where you, this is what you get. Right. If you want me, you get me with all the spoons and none of them. If you want to see the good stuff, come here Monday through Wednesday. Right. After that, it's kind of a crap show on <laughs> whether or not we're going to look like we have spoons or Unless not. Unless we know ahead of time that we have a speaking yes. engagement yep. or a TV appearance or something where we know then we plan earlier in the week right. to have less of a workload or mm-hmm. we let ourselves work from home because we know that we're going to lose a bunch of spoons just trying to look good. Right, exactly. I have, okay, so I just have to bring it up. I have this one older gentleman client who always makes a statement on my appearance. Yes. 
that in itself takes away a, a spoon or two, maybe more. Right. I don't know. But I've gotten to the point where I can only schedule this person on days where I know I'm going to be able to guard my spoons well and look good. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that, I mean, he comes from a different era where right. that- We're not talking about like- Anything where it's inappropriate right. or anything no. like that. This is no. a much older, like much, elderly yep, gentleman. Elderly yep. gentleman that um, that I love working with, but I've learned I need to be able to schedule him on days where I'm going to have enough spoons because he comes from an era where people always wore their Sunday best. Right. Like and, if you don't have your nylons on and your right. heels on and your power suit, yeah. you're not working right. or you should be home sleeping. Yeah. And so on days where I have shown up, Maybe with my outfit looks good, but my hair's in a bun and my makeup is not even barely. Mm-hmm. It's just minimal. Um, it's not to his liking. And so, and I say that with like, seriously, it's, I, I think there's a part of our world now that has lost some of that magic of, of that, you it's know. It's kind of a respect thing. It is. Back, yep. back in that era, it was a respect thing. You didn't show up at somebody's office. Exactly. Without being like dressed to the nines. That, that. How it used to be, and right. he's still very much in that mindset. Yep. And nowadays, you just get what you get, and so <laughs> um, that's what I've I've had to learn how to do that. But that's why learning how to schedule your energy—that's something we teach our coaching clients with this mm-hmm. whole spoon theory—is schedule your energy, schedule your meetings and your people. If you have yeah difficult meetings that need to happen, if you have difficult people that you're working with, schedule them on days that you know that usually. Those are high spoon days. Like I can pretty much guarantee by Friday I'm out of spoons. Yeah. So, and I know that whether, and and sometimes I might wake up with a lot of spoons that day, who knows, but usually not enough to have a client meeting or a financial meeting or anything where I need to make like a really big decision should not happen on a Friday, rarely even on a Thursday. Yeah. And so that's what we've learned how to do here at Rayma team is we schedule things according Mm -hmm. to our energy and Learning how to ask for help from each other mm-hmm. in our business environment has been really beneficial and a little challenging. I think we've both had challenging times with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are at the point now where we can say, look, I'm just like you said, where it did we say that in this podcast or the nope, last it was one? The I don't earlier remember. One, but you can say okay. it. <laughs> where there was something that I was supposed to be working on and for some reason this content is a little bit challenging for me to put together a sales page and, and an event page and all that stuff. And so I asked Rachel if she can take it over because right now I'm working through it. Mm-hmm. And there are just times where that has to happen. Or like a couple of weeks ago when we had a meeting and Rachel just came in later and said, you know what? I'm realizing that I'm having a hard time focusing today for this reason. Mm-hmm. So I need help in this area. And I think we need to change the schedule in this way. Yep. To, to kind of plan ahead and expect that. Right. And that's not that's not falling into the victim mindset. No, that is like the complete opposite. Yeah. There have been times where I wasn't maybe as aware of what was going on and then things would fall through the cracks Ooh. or sometimes it takes you a little while to realize like, oh, yep. that's what's happening. Um, and one of the things I am definitely doing right now is making sure that when I know either my anxiety is high, there's some PTSD going on, like I'm not feeling good, 
I am telling you what's going mm-hmm. on more than just being like, because I know you know, because you have to repeat things usually more often when I'm having and a I rough day. I usually don't, it, I, I think I sense it on one level, but it doesn't make sense to me until we talk about it. Right. And then I'll be like, oh. Well, unless you were literally watching my schedule every single right. day, it might yeah. be hard Which for I'm you to not. figure that out. So, but honestly, one of the things we've done is I've put that certain trigger days into my schedule mm-hmm. and you can go look at the calendar and be like oh okay so when we have this meeting she's going to be maybe a little bit more distracted let's make sure that we're talking about these specific subjects and you know it sounds kind of dumb to have to do that but you guys it's much more successful to be honest right. about it and work around it instead of trying to deny it it's there or push through because anytime I've pushed through I've ended up sick right and, and I like, think completely not able to handle my life yeah and I think that's that's the point we want to get across you guys is that pushing through doesn't just mean that you hulk your way through things right. and do it all yourself and don't ask for help and are in denial. Mm-hmm. Like there takes some aware personal awareness. Like you need that yep. so that you can walk through whatever health challenges you're going through gracefully. Mm-hmm. Because you can get to the point where you're just going to strive your way through it. <laughs> And push through and show up no matter what and do all the things. But what are you doing to your body physically that you can't maybe measure right now that years down the road are going to come against you? Like one of the things I was talking to one one of my naturopathic doctors and we were just talking about how we wanted to do some testing for some possible hormonal imbalances because when I started running longer distances. Mm -hmm. I just noticed some pain that shouldn't be there in different areas and all types of things. And so one of the things she told me is she said, you know, she said, the thing that a lot of runners don't realize Mm -hmm. is how much your hormones can be affected by all the running. And she goes, Mandy, I want you to be the oldest living CF person, (laughs) but I want you to feel good. Right. It's not just to beat it's not the just record. to beat the record and get there. Like she wants me to have energy and feel physically well and not be hunched over mm-hmm. crawling across the finish line. Like I and and I really appreciated that because mm-hmm. I want that too. But if I if my body is constantly having all this inflammation and in pain and we're not addressing that, that's going to slow things down or stop them from happening. Right. And you can push through and say, I'm not going to let anything stop me. I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) Or you can find a new method to reach the long-term goal. Right. Plus you have to remember when you hulk through things, hulk only broke stuff. Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? Like if you're going, something's going to break, whether you or people around you or both. Like that's, that's what happens when we hulk through stuff. That is one of the hardest group coaching sessions I had to sit through with Danny Johnson a decade ago. Oh, really? Yes. Because I, one night I was on this group coaching call with, I don't even know how many hundreds of people. And I was asking her something. I don't even remember what it was. And all of a sudden she says to me, Mandy, if we don't start learning how to rest, you're going to keep repeating this cycle Mm. of pushing yourself too hard, getting in the hospital, and just that's all it's ever going to be. Now, can I ever get away from the fact that I'm going to have to be in the hospital from time to time for CF? Probably not. Right. However, I can probably make those time periods further apart Mm -hmm. based on how well I, I live my life Mm -hmm. and how well I schedule my spoons. (laughs) Right. Or schedule my energy. Right. 
And that's one of the, that's why that whole day of rest and the art of the pause was something that I was so passionate about writing because I saw my life turn around when I implemented that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the spoon theory was back then. Right. Which really, honestly, the art of the pause is kind of like taking the spoon theory. It is. And learning how to deal with stress. Yeah. Um, but that whole area with rest, if, if you forget that part or just decide, which we've always mm-hmm. said with art of the pause, pause is P-A-U-S-E. It's an acronym yeah. that stood for the different levels or different steps of art of the pause. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just decided you didn't have to do the rest part, the rest wasn't going to work. Right. And so if you're like, okay, where do I get this? Well, first of all, the, the art of the pause is something that both Rachel and I teach in breakout sessions for different speaking things that we offer. But also you can get it in my book, mm-hmm. She Who Overcomes, Rising Out of the Ashes of Your Circumstances, which is available on Amazon. That's the only place it's available is on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. But also, you can listen to that chapter on my podcast. So I am trying to find what episode it might be because it's one of the first ones. Way back in the beginning. Way back almost a year ago, but not quite. (laughs) Um, So I think it is... I'm almost there on my website. I'm almost there. Um, But Art of the Pause was really how I learned how to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, and I was very strict about it because I needed to be. I think it's episode three or four where she might- I was going to say, it's got to be like four or five or something. She never quits, but she might need a nap nap. is what, yes, episode four. She never quits, but she might need a nap. So go find that on the She Who Overcomes podcast. If you can't find it on- the platform that you're looking at, go to mandybanderson.com, mm-hmm. click the podcast thing, and it's probably on like page, I don't, I'm not even going to tell you because it depends on how many episodes there are. <laughs> so it's towards the very first episode It's way at the beginning four. part of the She Who Overcomes podcast. Yes. So that is the thing though, you have to get passionate about guarding mm-hmm. that time. And that's what I really loved about the spoon theory because it, it helped me realize when I get up in the morning, like if I didn't sleep well, Already give yourself grace, Mandy, because you're already out of spoons. Right. Well, and for me, too, is part of the responsibility of the spoons I have left. Yeah. Like, whatever I woke up with that day, it's my responsibility to use them well. Ooh, Rachel, (laughs) bestie, that is a really good good (laughs) mindset. Stop and rewind, like, 15 seconds and write that down. It's your responsibility to use your spoons well. Yeah. The amount that you wake up with. Right. Which means... Your hair in a bun. Right. <laughs> With big earrings because, and, you know, bright, bright lips, lips because that. I don't know what you you gentlemen need to do. I don't know but. either. But also, you probably don't lose as many spoons because you're not putting on makeup or this doing is your hair. true. You get to have that. Sh- that's a gender thing that's just not fair. <laughs> that's also not true because there are right, we some. We don't actually have right. to wear our hair we long. We don't. But I do because I don't like when my hair is short. So. Me neither. It's, it's a choice. I am yeah. choosing to use my spoons by having my hair long, and sometimes that means it's up instead of down. Dry shampoo is a spoon theory. For real, I had to person, use it this morning. Is a spoonie's best friend. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's that's the other thing. Like all these fun terms. Like I was telling, <laughs> um, I was telling the audience one time at a speaking engagement that the CF community has these nicknames where we call the girls sisters C Y S T E R S. And the boys, fibros, F-I-B-R-O-S. So it's sisters and fibros. And so spoon theory people are called spoonies. Spoonies. So I'm a spoonie (laughs) sister. Me too. If we want to 
<laughs> You're a different kind of sister. You're not a sister. I am not a, a sis- CF sister. I am not a CF sister, but I am a spoonie. You so. are a spoonie. <laughs> You're a spoonie sis. I don't know. We're don't going know. off topic now. So what, what did you write probably, down? You wrote I wrote down, down what I said. Oh. Yeah. That you're responsible to use your own spoons well. That is so good. If if it's that's true. all you listen I to mean, this podcast for, for right, this is not a crutch, you guys. This no. is this is a tool to use your energy well, to use your spoons mm-hmm. well, no matter how many you woke up with. Yep. Whether you got all twelve, you got three. Who knows? It's your responsibility and to use them well. Don't you think? In a way, it's kind of a way for you to let go of some of the shame. Oh, for that real. comes with illness yep. or any type of health challenges. Right. And even for me right now, we're still haven't quite 100% figured out what is all going on, whether it's mentally or 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 um, physically. Like I am still working through getting mm-hmm. testing done, all of this stuff. I have a theory of where we're going to end up. Um, but I think even when you're dealing with what you don't even know what you're dealing mm-hmm. with yet, the spoony thing for me had a lot of freedom in it to let yep. go of oh, okay, so this is actually a real thing. It's not just something in my head that I'm like, how come I can't just get my crap together mm-hmm. and get up and out of bed? And why do I go like practically comatose once three o'clock hits? Like, what is wrong with me? Um, and it was a way for me to not have to keep asking myself that question other than, well, then you need to figure out, go to the doctor. You need to, you know, employ whatever you need to to figure out what is actually wrong and not just blame yourself mm-hmm. or shame yourself into being like, well, this is just who I am and I can't get any better. Right. I think this is why, like, I've always had this ability to get more done in less time mm-hmm. than most of the people I've worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why is I've always learned. I didn't know that's what I was doing. Right. But I think I've just learned when I'm going to be at my best within the, the I don't want to say the limitations of my disease because that's not what I mean, but there there are some days where you have to just play with what <laughs> happens when you have that disease. Like you just have to go with it. Right. And that doesn't mean that's how it will be every day. But I've learned how to show up as my best, mm-hmm. what time frames that needs to happen in, and when I can kind of let go and rest more yep. um, and what that looks like. And I think... That is a really important skill to have when you deal with health challenges, Mm -hmm. because otherwise you can get really lost in hopelessness and despair. Oh, for real. Yep. So, all right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this very candid, unscripted conversation between my best friend and I, and I would love to hear from you maybe what, what you got from this episode. So, Feel free to leave a a comment on Facebook at uh, find us at Rayma Team, or you can go ahead and leave a what's it called like a review? A review. There we go. <laughs> I don't what's have it in front called? of me. <laughs> a review on Apple Podcasts. I would so greatly appreciate it. And Rachel, thank you so much for sharing this very unscripted raw conversation. Um, maybe it was a little bumpy at times, but I think it was I think it was a good conversation that needed to happen. I agree. And I hope that you guys listening um go and look up the spoon theory for mm-hmm. yourself. If you have somebody that you love in your life that has one of those illnesses that we talked about, go learn about this theory because mm-hmm. it'll only help them be able to live better. So even if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have any of that stuff, mm-hmm. go learn about it. Cause I bet somebody around you probably has to live their life that way. Mm-hmm. 
All right. We will catch you next time on the She Who Overcomes podcast. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. I'll be back with another episode for you next week. But for now, if you would take a moment and write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that would mean the world to me. I also want to give a shout out to my very handsome husband, Mr. Nate Anderson, for editing this podcast. For more information, go to www.raymateam.com. That's www.raymateam.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under the name Ms. Mandy B. Anderson. Oh, and one last thing. I hope you heard something today that gave you the courage to rise up and overcome that thing that you've been facing. You're stronger than you think. I'll see you next week.